Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. And I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Friday, November 18th. And I appreciate you tuning in and listening over the Light and Truth Radio Network. And I appreciate our faithful listeners that listen each weekday at this same time for the Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Do pray for us. Pray for our radio broadcast and for our church and the work of God here on the radio that God would use it for his glory and honor. I also have a weekend program on WYZD and WCOK back in North Carolina, Brother Ricky Cothran's stations. We are on there on Saturday evenings for just a 30-minute broadcast. And pray for that as well, that God would bless that. We've been doing that a couple of years now, uh, maybe three, something like that. And so uh, keep in prayer that God would use that and use these messages also as well. Well, I know we're headed towards the weekend, and so I'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to come and be with us here at the Island Ford Baptist Church, located at 1415 Island Ford Road. Sunday morning service, Sunday school starts at 1015, and preaching hour at 1105. So love to have you come be part of those services with us as well. I am beginning a message or continuing a message that we will actually complete today, that we began on Monday, and it's sort of a controversial serious message, and so I hope that you are getting help from it. I hope the Lord using it for His glory and honor. But i got a good song queued up before we go to that message, and I would like for you to pray for my in-laws. They're planning on coming in today sometime. Pray that God would be with them and, and protect them on their trip and allow them to get in safely, be with us this weekend and some next week as well as we're headed towards Thanksgiving. Joshua and Katie and Samuel and Becky Ann coming in on Monday and be with us through Wednesday night and into Thursday morning. And so we're looking forward to all that. Well, here's the song by the Moyes family. God's word will stand. And then the message. As we get ready to look in the scripture, let me just mention that this message today is a message that could be somewhat controversial. I'm dealing with an issue I'd rather not deal with. And yet I feel and felt that it was needful to do so then, and I feel that it is needful even to broadcast it now. Uh, this message was preached back several years ago, really at an election time before not this president, but the previous president was elected. It was when they were running for office and they were struggling and, and things were done. And I'll say more about that. You'll hear it on today's broadcast on the message. But I'm preaching on this thought, what to do when someone you know pitches their tent toward Sodom. Again, not a very pleasant subject. But we're looking in Genesis chapter 13, and we're just going to be reading the Bible and dealing with what the Bible says that Abraham did. Genesis chapter 13, verses 1 through 18, particularly taking our text from verse 12, where it says that Lot pitched his tent toward Sodom. I'm preaching on what to do when someone you know pitches their tent toward Sodom. Since this is such a sensitive subject, I'm going to have a lengthy introduction on each day. This is broadcast in which I'm given all the scripture and given the historical information to lay the foundation for the message and then the message. So I hope you'll stay tuned and at least be helped if you cannot enjoy the sermon as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Allen Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. 
If you want to turn in your Bibles, be looking in Genesis chapter number 13 is where we're looking this morning. Genesis chapter number 13. You've heard of the principle of first mention. That's what we're going to be looking at this morning. Let's look at verse number 1 of chapter 13. I want to read down, I'll read the whole chapter, and I'll pick out some verses and show you our text. The Bible said, And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot with him, into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journeys from the south even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Hai, unto the place of the altar which he had made there at the first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. And Lot also which went with Abram had flocks and herds and tents. The land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together, for their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. And there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled then in the land. And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. If thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Abram lifted up his eyes, I'm sorry, and Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zoar. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves, the one from the other. And Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked, and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. And the Lord said unto Abram, after that Lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art, northward, and southward, and eastward, and westward, For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land, in the length of it, and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Then Abram removed his tent, and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. And I want to really preach on the separation between Lot and Abraham, Abram as he's called in the text. Verse number 13 particularly, the Bible said, the men of Sodom, no, verse number 12, I'm sorry, verse number 12, and Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, this phrase, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. I want to preach this morning, on this thought, what to do when someone you know pitches their tent toward Sodom. Now, my message today really is a message of a burden that's on my heart because just this past Thursday, July the 21st, at the GOP convention, one of the main speakers on the stage that night, Thursday night, was a man by the name of Peter Thiel. 
Peter Thiel is a 48-year-old German-born American citizen. He is a business entrepreneur, having become famous for co-founding and serving as CEO of PayPal. But he has now become even more famous for his speech at the Republican National Convention, where he said this. This is a quote. He says, Every American has a unique identity. I am proud to be gay. I am proud to be a Republican. But most of all, I am proud to be an American. Immediately following that statement, the entire room erupted in applause. And Mr. Thiel received a standing ovation amid rousing applause, especially from the Trump family. Following that man's speech, not immediately following, but later on in the night, Mr. Trump's keynote speech in accepting the Republican nomination as their selected candidate for the presidency, he, Mr. Trump, made overtures towards the pro-Sodomite crowd. And this is what he said. Again, it's a direct quote. He said, as president, I will do everything in my power to protect LGBTQ citizens from the violence and oppression of a hateful foreign ideology. Mr. Trump said that to a round of applause. And then he went off script. And again, a quote, he said, And I have to say, as a Republican, it's so nice to hear you cheering for what I just said. He pitched his tent towards Sodom. And that crowd pitched their tent towards Sodom. One of the surprises of this, these statements being so pronounced on the main stage of the convention floor following this display of such applause and approval, one of the most amazing things is that this year's rules, the party rules of the committee chose, and by the way, by the in, in, in influence of Mr. Ted Cruz, uh, they chose a platform that is the most conservative platform in the Republican Party history. In that platform, they stand against the transgender bathroom push by the Obama administration. In that platform, they submit and support conversion therapy to help bring confused LGBTQs to a straight and normal lifestyle. However, with these public statements, we have to conclude that Mr. Trump and that crowd have pitched their tent towards Sodom. This seems to be the trend of this generation, by the way. You might already have friends and family members who have done just the same. They've chosen to no longer condemn sodomy as sin and perversion. They've chosen to accept that as a quote-unquote normal lifestyle. They've chosen to embrace it as acceptable so long as it has mutual consent. If you live very long in this sad generation that we live in, you're going to face these issues and you're going to have to decide what to do when someone you know pitches their tent towards Sodom. Now, just by way of introduction, let me start out beginning to admit that I am angry. However, you will not hear me advocating violence or spewing curse words or even slang terms towards these people. We have to live in this world. We have to turn our head from the billboards. I want to deal with this biblically. I don't want to deal with it emotionally. I don't want to deal with it with anger. I want to deal with it like the Bible deals with it. Amen. 
Now, having laid that lengthy foundation, let me give you the points real quickly that we covered already in the program. Number one, when someone you know pitches their tent towards Sodom, you go in an opposite direction. Number two, put some distance between you and them. Number three, do all you can to offer them deliverance. Number four, don't accept their donations. Number five, don't forget your devotions. Number six, plead for them diligently. We're going to continue that on today's broadcast and get to the seventh and final point, and that is watch for their destruction. Now we're going to continue the message as it was preached from the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. No doubt Abraham was embarrassed, probably even ashamed of the route that his nephew Lot had taken in pitching his tent towards Sodom. No doubt his heart was broken as he saw Lot deviating from the things that he had been taught. Abraham knew that he couldn't follow his course and quit on God. Amen. Abram or Abraham bowed in the presence of God. He still communicated with the Lord. He still offered offerings unto God. Amen. Abraham was blessed for his devotion, but he stayed faithful through his sorrow, through his shame, and through his concern. Now listen, because this is important. This is us. I'm talking about things that are to come down the road. I guarantee it. Mark her down. Don't Allow sorrow or shame or anger keep you out of the house of God and away from the things of God. Don't allow those things to get you to quit reading your Bible, quit praying, quit talking to God and fellowshipping with God and God's people. Don't allow those things to drive a wedge between you and God's people just because someone you know has pitched their tent towards Sodom. Amen. They may condone what's going on down there. They may condemn what's going on over here. But you've got to make up your mind you're going to be devoted. Amen. You're going to be devoted. Keep on worshiping God. Keep on going to church. Keep on fellowshipping with the saints. Keep on reading the Bible. Keep on praying. Keep on serving God. That's what I'm saying. It is still right to do right and it always will be right to do right. Even when someone close to you does wrong, it's still right to do right and it'll always be right to do right. Amen. Number six, plead with them or plead for them with diligence. Look at verse 23 of chapter 18, verse 23. And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure there should be fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty that are therein? Uh, That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, Behold, now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. Peradventure, there shall lack five of the fifty righteous. Wilt thou destroy all the city for lack of five? And he said, if I find there forty and five, I will not destroy it. Now, I'm going to stop reading, but you know if you'd read on down there, Abraham just kept on whittling the number down, whittling the number down, calling on God. He prayed 
Ask God to spare the cities, not just Lot, but the cities. If He'd spare those cities, if He could only find 50 righteous, then He said, five less, 45, 40, 30, 20, 10. He went all the way down to 10 righteous people. And certainly we know that Abraham was concerned about Lot. But I believe Abraham was even concerned about others who in their innocency were caught up in that. I've heard people say, when God destroyed Sodom, don't you think He destroyed children? Sure He did. If there were any children in that city. You say, why do you say, if there were any? Because Sodomites don't produce children. Why don't they produce children? Because it's unnatural. If they were born that way, then they'd be birthing babies that way. Don't happen. Maybe Lot or maybe Abraham was concerned about those in their innocency. Many, and, and by the way, statistics will prove out that the majority of men that admit to being sodomites were molested as children. You know who molested them? Another sodomite. That's right. They were molested as children, and that's how they produce that. It produces an anger, a hatred, a confusion in their mind, and it follows them throughout their life. And then we've got society said, well, that's all right. You just born that way. That's fine. We'll applaud that. When in reality, we need to help them out of their confusion. And maybe rescue some boys and girls down the road from being molested and abused. Amen. I'll say this. Abraham was praying for the entire city to be spared. Now, again, this is consequential to us because it teaches us to pray for the souls and lives of others even though they have pitched their tent toward Sodom. Abraham was still praying for Lot and for the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. That's the principle of first mention in our Bible. And then number seven. I wish I didn't have to say this. Number seven. Watch for their destruction. Because it's coming. Chapter 19, verse 27 and 28. You know the story is God told Abraham what he's going to do. And then those two men go down there. By the way, Sodom was so filled up with sin. It was a violent place. And and that is a violent act. It was a voyeuristic place. Not satisfied with, with those that had uh, that had agreed with them. They wanted to rape these new men that come into town. Here's what Abraham did. Look at verse 27 28. And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. That's his prayer place. And he looked before, or looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain and beheld and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. Abraham looked toward Sodom, but he never pitched his tent toward Sodom. Amen. Abraham went to his prayer place early in that morning and got up even though he knew the futility of his hope. Abram got up and looked toward Sodom and saw the smoke arising from the destruction. Can I tell you that prophetically we can do the same? Don't quit praying, but while you're praying, you may smell the smoke. While you're praying, you may see the billows going up as the smoke arises from the destruction that has fallen You see, friends, I'm sorry to inform you, but it's true that even those we love and hope will change may not change. And if they don't change, certain destruction is coming. They're on a runaway train barreling towards destruction. 
is where they're headed. God will not refrain from bringing His terrible judgment. Turn to Habakkuk, if you will. The book of Habakkuk, chapter number 3, gives us what I believe is our prayer. The only prayer that we've got in this day. Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse number 2. He starts off verse 1, a prayer of Habakkuk, the prophet upon Shigianoth. Verse 2, O Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years make known in wrath. Remember mercy. Let's stand to our feet with heads bowed and eyes closed. I preach today on what to do when someone you know pitches their tent toward Sodom. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. As that concludes another week of radio broadcasting, we do hope you have a great weekend. I hope you'll be in the house of God on the Lord's Day. And I'd love to take this opportunity to invite you to come and be with us here at the Island Ford Baptist Church, located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Our Sunday morning service, Sunday school starts up at 1015 a.m., and then the preaching time at 11.05 a.m. as well. Sunday evening service is at 6.30 p.m. Love to have you come and be part of those with us. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.